morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Thursday. I hope it finds you well. August the 24th, the big meeting going on in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Eerily quiet. Not much. The central bankers keeping tight lips. What are they worried about? It looks like they've lost a little confidence, but we'll talk all about that. New home sales yesterday, existing home sales today. Another one of the, well, one of the struggling, struggling retailers uh, announcing results today and more store closures. Uh, we also had a new update on the, the state of, of the American consumer. We, we, we're we going to get it all to you today. We're going to break it all down for you today. Make sure you have your wealth insurance in place. The physical delivery of gold and silver is what we do. We do it better than anybody going on right over 21 years, 22 years here at the Patriot Trading Group, 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. The website at allamericangold.com. Right. Don't forget tomorrow, hundred dollar bill Friday. <laughs> no one's actually giving me the hundred bucks. And Arlene's looking at me. What does that mean? Because she's been off. Arlene's been off for the last couple of weeks, so she she has no clue of what uh, what I've been talking about. But that's coming up tomorrow. We'll have Big Rob in the house as well. So that's always fun. I will have the new blog will be up tomorrow morning. So when you go out, and actually I think uh, we update the site at night. So sometime tonight uh, we will have the latest blog up. And it really just has to do with uh, me answering for the federal, because they need help, right? It's obvious that the central bankers need help. They can't figure it out, right? They don't understand why all their models aren't working. So I'm going to help them. And uh, that'll be up tomorrow, so look forward to that. So when you go out to allamericangold.com, that'll be up there. Of course, all the articles, the videos, all of those things that are up there, you can shop online, you can read about our medals program, you can just do it all out there as uh, we wait. Tomorrow, I think, is Janet Yellen's turn, but no, everyone's kind of saying, eh, she's going to be pretty quiet about it all, and there's a reason why. He's going to be pretty quiet because they're they're confused, right? It hasn't turned out the way that they thought it should turn out. But there, that's what happens when you don't deal in reality, right? It's always easy, right, to avoid the hard decisions when you simply refuse to acknowledge what the realities are. And we're all going to be finding that out uh, but the, the I guess we'll start with Sears today. We had a bunch of earnings reports come out today from retail. They're trying to spin it positively. Oh, well, we thought sales were going to be even worse than they were, but Sears was actually uh, worse than even the worst predictors. Uh, they continued to struggle. They said same-store sales fell 11.5%. That's, that's hard to do in retail, 11.5%. Uh, they have not filed for bankruptcy yet. They did announce that they're going to close another, uh, I think it was, what, 28 more Kmart stores. Uh, I don't see a number here yet if they've added any more Sears stores to the list. Uh, 
I believe now that puts us at somewhere around 300 Sears and Kmart's that have closed this year. Uh, and the ones that are rest, uh, left are going to be soon coming. Uh, and then we had the existing home sales data come out. Uh, they were looking for an increase. We didn't get it. We got a decrease instead. Uh, following the pattern of the new home sales, the existing home sales fell 1.3% in July, and the average price continues to become out of reach. First-time home buyers, you know, the first-time home buyers, and I did not know this, no, it's, it's off 20%. And it's been that way for like a decade now. Used to be four out of every ten homes was a person buying a home for the first time. Right? That's kind of how, how it was supposed to work. Right? As older people got older, Right, and maybe they were downsizing, or maybe they passed, and the younger the younger ones were going to come in and buy that house and start with a starter home, and and now that that number, which was forty percent, four out of ten, is sitting right at you know just over three in ten. But when you think about it, that's a huge difference. And of course, what we know and what we learned last week is the hedge fund industry is now turning in to the largest buyer of homes. But they said that the resales, which unexpectedly fell in July to a four, 5.4 million annual rate, they also went back into June and said that ah, that month wasn't as good as we thought either. Uh, they, they said that they were looking for a 1% increase. Supply is down 9%. But you kind of think about, okay, well, that's, that probably tells you what the hedge fund market's doing, right? That's what I'm, I'm going to correlate that number to the hedge funds out there buying all the homes up. The median house price, this is an existing home now, $258,300, a 6.2% increase from a year ago. They said there's a 4.2-month supply of homes. Uh, sales fell the most in the northeast. Uh, they were up 5% in the west. That was the best number that we saw. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to talk about the consumer when we return. Pedro Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. There is a a handful of these five dollar libs. We've been running them for the last two days. Uh, that court ordered liquidation. Uh, and I said yesterday, don't we, we got to get through them all. We almost did. So, there, but there's still some left. So, if you want to put those away at three hundred and fifty bucks, uh, still. Uh, buying five for less than a twenty, a great opportunity there. Uh, today I have a the ten dollar gold piece. Well, that's the half ounce size, right? The same same time period, eighteen sixty six to nineteen oh seven. I don't have nearly as many uh, as I did on the on the fives, but we've got 
uh, 75 of the $10 pieces. So you got the uh, a handful of the $5 pieces at 350 And then we've got the $10 pieces. We got 75 of the $10 pieces. And I'm going to try to make that as attractive as possible. We'll do those at $695. So that would put, uh, and I guess i got to use my fingers and toes here, but I think that's $1,390 for two of those. So four fives would be $1,400, two tens at $1,390. Both products available today for less than a $20 gold piece just outstanding, right? These are things that get, this, this is what I get out of bed for. These get me excited because this is the type of value. This is when you really want to start putting away. I mean, just think about what, what's happened just in the last a week. All of a sudden, we've had restaurants now start announcing closings. Uh, the National Association of Restaurants said, hey, same store sales and foot traffic six straight quarters of decline in the restaurant industry, and that's been our big job engine, right? The retail sector continues to struggle, right? Sears just, you know, the slow wind down. I don't know if they get to the end of the year before. I I, I would think they'll want to file bankruptcy right after Christmas, but we'll see. Uh, That's coming very soon, and I think at that point you could see, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds, you know, probably as many as five, 500 to 800 of them go by the wayside, maybe all of them. I don't know. I'm sure they're trying to work some land deal, because that's really all Sears and Kmart is anyway now, a land deal. Uh, I do have Silver Eagles live in stock, uh, and I'll do U.S. Silver. I'm going to make that especially Why not? This way you get all that little stuff. You can get uh, the quarter-ounce gold, the half-ounce gold, and I'll get, throw in one-ounce uh, Silver Eagles, those, those rolls today, 405. So everything's on sale today. Gold and silver at 800 951 If you go out to the website, by the way, uh, it's a brief one, but Lombardi uh, posted the latest numbers when it comes to silver production. We've been keeping our eye on that. Looks like about 25% decline in silver production uh, currently in 2017. Uh, and, and and I agree with Lamar. Prices are going to go down. He's calling for $50. I'm not, I, I don't know. I do know that silver is significantly undervalued right now. And when I say significantly, just to put perspective on that, probably by 2 to $3 at a minimum. Uh, and that's not, that's irregardless of supply demand fundamentals. So, uh, $5 liberties 350 $10 liberties 695 rolls of silver 405 at 800 951 and it really does you know what here's what really matters right does it do the statues matter do the protests matter does the fake news matter does do, you know i the debt ceiling that matters right we still got that going on but really at the end of the day how we do Right? Isn't that really what's important? What is the real, true condition that the majority of Americans are working under? And we actually we, we, we got that answer again today because this is something you know 
that, again, the Federal Reserve knows it, they keep track of it, the government knows it, and and they they pull this stuff, and, and there's been a very clear pattern. We're slowly creeping right to the edge of that cliff, right? And we've been talking about it. How can we have the, the, the record levels of debt and all of these things? And so there's the, the narrative, oh, the jobs market's great, right? That's the narrative. It's, it is, but it isn't. It's great if you want to say there's a lot of jobs available. It's great if you want to say, hey, look at all these people working multiple jobs, getting their side hustle on. What isn't great is what these jobs pay. With the unemployment rate in the United States at its lowest level in 16 years, and by the way, because obviously I'm working on the 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 uh, my new blog for tomorrow. Do you know we are just a couple of tenths away from having the lowest unemployment rate since the 50s and 60s? You'd have to go back to really when women really started entering the workforce uh, in, in droves. We are, because there was a brief, brief moment in the, uh, I guess, uh, right right after, is either right after 9-11, uh, where we had that brief little, you know, Alan Greenspan dropped interest rates to 1%. There was a brief moment where the unemployment rate touched 4%. But if you throw out a couple of months during that period, this is the lowest unemployment rate all the way back to the 60s. And when you think about that, it kind of goes hand in hand with like the jobless claims. Or they, we haven't seen jobless claims this low since the 70s. What we aren't seeing is any wage growth. We're not seeing uh, any Americans that, that are piling up money into their bank accounts and all of those things. And the reason really is simple. We replace full-time work with part-time jobs. So this is out of, uh, out of money watch. They're, they're the ones uh, that, that put this together. Well, the unemployment rate in the United States is at its lowest level in 16 years. We just talked about that. Experts are prone to talk about the economy as if, as if it's fully recovered. And I like how they use the word experts. Because right? I'll tell you right now, I'm no expert. I'm no expert. But I do have a lot of common sense. right? And I know how to do math. right? That's all I know. But other measures of how Americans are doing has revealed a darkening picture. Almost 8 out of 10 American workers say they live paycheck to paycheck to make ends meet. Now that's about double any number I've seen. According to the latest survey conducted by CareerBuilder, 
that can force people to take on debt or otherwise struggle when an unexpected bill arises. And so now all of a sudden, you know, we've got a logical answer to why we're back at these record high debt levels. See, believe it or not, when the economy is really moving along, if it was as great as they said, we wouldn't be at the record. Right? If your paycheck was increasing and things were getting better, what do you do? Now you start paying off that credit card. Right? You start actually, maybe you'd actually start paying your student loan debt. Right? You'd go in and, and some people would, would have to borrow unless they put more money down on the automobile. Maybe people would actually buy houses, which apparently we don't have a lot of interest in doing anymore. They said that it also raises the question about the stability of the broader economy. I mean, ask yourself. I'm just asking, and I know, listen, we, we want to believe. Right? We want to believe that, that, it, that it's going to come around. But I'm telling you, it's not possible. It's not possible to come around, not with the jobs that are available, and not for the money that they're willing to pay. You want to know why home sales are down? I'll give you the real easy answer. Doesn't have to do with supply. Doesn't have to do with anything other than it costs too damn much. Period. And you know it, and I know it. It's too expensive. Why are retail sales, why are all these retailers closing? Right? Listen, Amazon didn't become a company last week. Right? They act like Amazon just happened last year. Amazon's been around for a while. The answer is simple. Career Builder just answered the question. You don't have any money. Eight out of ten living paycheck to paycheck. It says the survey highlights a troubling trend. Okay, and this is something, listen, this isn't a brand new survey. Survey's been around a long time. I don't you know, just a millennial. Okay, Career Brothers been doing this a while. Here's what they said. Hey, every time we do this survey, things get a little worse. Now, remember what I talked about, about about going bankrupt. How did it happen? Well, it happened a little bit at a time. And then it happened suddenly, right? That's how it works, right? You, you fight and you claw and you scratch and you dig. You work two jobs, three jobs to try to make it, and eventually what happened? All of a sudden, it's over. More than eight years since the end of the recession. And again, remember, we talked about it. Ray Dalio talked about it. This is 1937 all over again. They're claiming victory, but the only victory they're claiming is in a bunch of reports that don't deal with reality. And how did they get to these reports? They took the reality out of them. 
That's how they got. How did the unemployment rate get to 4.3 percent? Well, because it's not the unemployment rate the way we tracked unemployment in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Do any of you really believe this is the best jobs market since the 60s? Does anybody believe that? And the answer is no way, no, not a chance. Then how can we have the lowest unemployment rate since then? The answer is simple. They just changed the way they calculated it. We just stopped counting people. Right? If you happen to get a job uh, being a security guard down at the protest when Donald Trump came into town yesterday, now then you're not unemployed. Simple. It said that the share of Americans who are living on the financial edge is growing. Little by little. You know, you call it the creep factor. While so many want to blame American spendthrift ways, I don't know. I, I, I'm just reading the article. I don't know that anybody has accused the Americans of being that. The two trends that continue to put financial stress on households, okay? Stagnant wages and the rising cost of everything from education to consumer goods. Remember, this is the best jobs market and there's no inflation. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Johannes Gutenberg invented the first movable-type printing press. His masterpiece, the Gutenberg Bible, was printed on this day, August 24, in 1455. No longer copied by hand and chained to pulpits, Gutenberg wrote of the Bible, Let us break the seal which seals up holy things, and give wings to truth, in order that she may win every soul that comes into the world. It's fitting on this anniversary that we talk about the profound impact of the Bible on our American history. Important in this discussion is what impact we face at the removal of God and the Bible from parts of the public arena. What changed when the Bible was ousted from the classrooms of America? Everything. The removal of references to God and Christianity in public schools has severely hindered teaching civics and helping students understand the fundamentals of our nation. A particular missing component is that schoolchildren are now no longer taught about property rights as a biblical concept. An article by John Anthony at Conservative HQ details the negative fallout since activist judges removed God from public school classrooms. Children educated in today's public schools are unaware that liberty and property are synonymous. When we don't teach students that their rights are endowed by their creator, they are missing the most important concept of civics education. Violating property rights is a significant way that government controls behavior. As Anthony explains, when government controls what you own and how you act, you become its servant. He goes on to explain that when our founders wrote the Declaration of Independence, they knew that property rights were essential to freedom and prosperity. That is why our Declaration recognizes God as the origin of our rights to protect citizens from the whims of government bodies. Perhaps failure to teach these principles in school explains why so many no longer understand freedom of speech and instead want to limit free speech when they disagree with it. 
it seems we are due for another fundamental transformation of our schools and classrooms before the next generation's understanding of freedoms and rights is eliminated once and for all. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The liberal agenda is corrupting classrooms in colleges and schools across the country. If you're a parent, teacher, or administrator who really cares about our children, we promise to keep you informed at phyllisschlafly.com. And let us hear from you at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. figured it out yet it's pretty simple and i know they want to be complicated and they're trying to to act like things are so difficult to understand and and they're just now if you want to believe it trying to discuss what's wrong with their economic models like they don't know what the answer is i don't believe it for a second According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 122 million full-time workers, and there's a caveat in there, but that's not for this show. Let's just go with the number. That means 95 million of them. You got a full-time job. 95 million of them are living paycheck the paycheck. They said that real wage growth continues to deteriorate. And let me let me tell you how how it how it really works because I think this will actually resonate with a lot of you. It says that median household income This number reported by the U.S. Census Bureau reports that there's only been one year of income gain since 2007. Okay, in other words, that means take your wages and you take their their underreported inflation number. In the last 10 years, only once did your income actually rise. American households are still earning 2.4% below what they brought home in 1999. And they never, you never hear that. By the way, that's take-home pay. Forget about adjusted for this and adjusted for that. At the same time, expenses for food, fuel, education, cars, housing, right, insurance have all gone up. Jobs have come back, but we haven't seen salaries rebound. And I'm telling you the reason is simple. The jobs that have come like think about what the jobs really are. I deliver people, right? <laughs> right? You're an Uber driver that drives. I deliver food. Right? I, I'm a waitress. I'm a bartender. Listen, those are hard working people. 
I want that to be clear. I'm not diminishing those. They are the heroes. You know what? The 44 million people out there working multiple jobs, they're the heroes. Because without that, who knows where we'd be. And you know what? Here's the sad part. They're not keeping up. Are you going to ask yourself, how do you think this is really going to work? Honestly, are you being honest with yourself? And the answer is no. We got record high stock prices, okay? We've got record high housing prices. We have record high rents. We have record high health care insurance and just health care in general, right? They're all record high cars. Record now, used car prices are, are falling pretty stiff here and and, and the incentives for automobiles are starting to fall, but we're already seeing the sales are collapsing and all of the. How do you really think it's going to work? At the same time, the consumer has record high levels of debt. And today we find out, hey, we're up to 80% of them living paycheck to paycheck and losing. And then you got to figure out, so what is the really, what really is the most likely scenario? Does that sound like the scenario of economic growth to you? Or does it sound like the scenario where oh, this thing's about ready to crack, right? And now we're seeing home sales now going the way of car sales, which went the way of retail sales, and now we're right, now we're even seeing it in the restaurant side of things, and it, and it really, that makes sense. Real take-home pay is down 2.4% from 18 years ago. And then you're like, hey, you know what? All of a sudden now, no wonder why there's no economic growth. No wonder why this the greatest jobs market, and at least from the data perspective, in 16 years, and a couple of tenths away from 60 years, all of a sudden that makes sense, doesn't it? The there's no inflation makes sense because they can't say that there is any. Could you imagine if they said, hey, by the way, the real inflation rate's 5 or 6 or 7%, <laughs> and you're taking home less and less money year after year? What that would really mean? And when you start adding it all up, I don't know how you fix it. I just saw some... Uh, who was it? Was it the Dallas Federal Reserve Chief? I think it was the Dallas Federal Reserve Chief today said we need more immigrants to do all these jobs. <laughs> right? And, and yeah, there it is. Dallas Fed President. U.S. need more immigrants to fill these open jobs. You know what they should do? You know what? I should, I should really think we should make these Federal Reserve governors do these jobs. Right? Wouldn't that be something? And then have them come back and tell us how great the economy really is. Tell them how they're making ends meet. You know, get rid of the subsidized cafeteria prices and come live in the real world. Right? But they've got a textbook that they learned from. 
And according to the textbook, everything's wonderful. By the way, he expects GDP gains in excess of 2%. And I, I don't know what in excess means, maybe 2.1. Uh, but, but nonetheless, he also said that the interest rate level may be right. So there's at least a little bit of reality. Or of reality. By the way, this was uh, Dallas Fed Governor Kaplan, Robert Kaplan, today uh, talking to CNBC, uh, saying that the Federal Reserve does need to start uh, winding down its balance sheets. He said the one big challenge the United States faces and the one reason why GDP growth has been so sluggish is our population is aging and our workforce growth has been slowing. That's the problem. All you old people, take the radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. The remainder of the U.S. $5 liberties at three fifty, which my guess is, I don't want to say never, but I, okay, maybe in another 20 years you'll see this price again uh, where you can buy uh, five for less than a 20. They're at three fifty, And then today uh, we're heating up the, the $10 piece, so you're going to be able to take the opportunity to get some of both. That's what I would do. Right, you get some some quarter ounce gold pieces, some half ounce gold pieces. The U.S. ten dollar Liberties, those are at six ninety five, and then throw some rolls of silver eagles in there at four oh five today. Just a great time. You really, I mean, really, when you break it down, it's really simple. It's not complicated. You know, I mean, we'd all like to believe that that all of these houses. Did you see them out there? They're they're. 400, 500, 600, 800, 900,000 dollars. We've been down that road. Just imagine if more than 30% of the people out there were actually paying their student loans, how bad it would be. <laughs> All of that's coming. Now, I want you to also, let's take what Robert Kaplan just said. Okay. Remember what a Ponzi scheme, how it works, right? Or how, how Bernie made off got caught, right? The Ponzi scheme, you need the new money to come in, right, to pay off the old money, right, the ones that are getting out. And what Kaplan just said, here's the problem. You know, we're we're getting older here, and if we just had more new money coming in, right, if we just had more people in here, then we could say things were great. Which obviously means that does not mean that we're economically viable. That just means, hey, we're getting by because there's more people. And now the problem is we need a lot more people. But everybody out there, right, all the family startups are falling. Why? Because people are broke. Babies are expensive. Wells Fargo. Oh, yeah. It never ends, does it? says that it's nearing completion of an expanded analysis trying to find instances in which its employees may have opened unauthorized customer accounts, which could lead to additional refunds. Hmm. 
let me get this right. You should have done that last year. But you said, ah, now we didn't start really cheating people. <laughs> just happened recently. Apparently, just like I told you, this thing's going to get a lot worse. And a letter to employees, and maybe you should send letters to the customers, but CEO Tim Sloan said a third-party analysis could be completed within a few weeks. This one's going from 09 to 16. Okay, keep going, Wells Fargo. Keep going. Because you know you didn't start this stuff in 09. Here's the funny thing. They know when they started it. And they've already said the number of people we ripped off. They call them customers. I call them suckers. Is going to grow. Is going to grow. The result of our review, you know, because we did. And again, you hear them trying to say, "Look it up. Look how. Look, we're trying to be good people now." The result of our review will generate new headlines. He's getting his employees ready to get yelled at, right? And please, when you're closing your accounts at the Wells Fargo, don't yell at the teller. Don't don't yell at the teller. It's not the teller's fault, right? It's the people, none of the, listen, they live in gated communities and have houses that are bigger than, than small apartment complexes. They did this. And no, they're not going to face repercussions. Uh, oh, well, they got they got let go. Yeah, they still got all the money. It's going to generate new headlines. I wonder how big it is. But even as we face this renewed coverage, remember now, this is the CEO of Wells Fargo to his employees. The best thing we can do is stay focused on fixing problems making things right for customers, and building a better, stronger Wells Fargo. Maybe they should have thought of that before they were ripping people off. And here's the thing. You see how long it's been now. Because right? now they're, they're all the way back to 09 now. At what point do people go to prison? At what point do we go in, we seize the cars, we seize the yachts, we seize the boats, we seize the assets, and we give it back to the people they ripped off? We go to Warren Buffett, force him to sell all of his stock and pay back everybody because he's out there telling you how great Wells Fargo was. When does that happen? I'm going to tell you when never. That's when that happens. The disclosure that Wells Fargo employees opened accounts for patrons, and we know that, you know, as, a, as an employer of Wells Fargo, that, that by the thousand, they all decided, hey, I'm going to go to work today, and I'm going to create a bunch of fake accounts. Right? I'm going to sign up our customers for these accounts and slap them with fees. That's what I'm going to do today. Right? You understand how idiotic that sounds. They were not authorized to do, has proven to be a huge black eye for the bank. 
And the scandal has dragged on. It's dragged on because you won't tell the truth. That's why it's dragged on. Patriot Radio News Hour. You keep that money in the bank. It'll be fine. Don't worry. They'll take care of it. You know who else is just like the consumer? The state. The cities. Connecticut. Home to hedge fund billionaires. Alongside cities marred in poverty. In a race against the clock to pass a budget or face further spending cuts to education and municipal aid around the state. State lawmakers must agree on a budget soon, or they're going to have to slash state aid to cities and eliminate school funding for some districts that will go into effect in October. The state faces a $3.5 billion deficit. And I only laugh because it's unpayable. You know, figure it out already. Among the wealthiest states in the United States, you see, not really. There's wealthy people there. The state's not wealthy. Connecticut is strained by already ridiculously high taxes, out-migration, right? Who wants to live there? Falling revenues and $50 billion in unfunded pension liabilities. They also have $23 billion of outstanding municipal debt. <laughs> Bondholders must be paid ahead of other, most other expenses like non essential services and payments to vendors, and you know. The Illinois drill coming to life. This is the same thing. We're all on the slow debt climb. And we're, but the problem is we're starting to fall off now. And listen, they didn't fix it. I know they said they did. They didn't. Li- listen to Robert Kaplan's words. He's right. Hey, the Ponzi scheme doesn't work without any, we need more people. If we just have more people, we can say growth is growing. Why? Because we got more people. Doesn't actually mean everybody's doing any better or not. And then you, you got the end game. And so, again, all as I ask, how do you really think this is going to work? You really think we're about ready to kick off some great economic bonanza? Or is it really painting the picture of, hey, we're, it is, it is 1937 all over again. They. They tried to claim, remember, in 1933, they took the gold, right? From 2009 through 2013, what did they do? They blew up their balance sheets, and right, other central banks are still doing it, right? They blew up the balance sheet, kind of the, the new gold confiscation thing. And now they're trying to claim that they fixed it again. They didn't. And it's going to be much, much worse. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm not going to throw out prices, but I'll just tell you the last run-up, the 250, the, the 1900 one, yeah, that was the little one. U.S. $5 liberties, the remainder at 350 U.S. $10 liberty gold pieces. Those are both gold. The liberty, the $5, the quarter ounce, $10, the half ounce, those are at 695 so 350 for the quarter, 695 for the half. Rolls of silver eagles, 
405. I encourage go out to the website, look at what Lombardi has to say about what's going on in silver production. Kind of do the math. I think it's ripe for the pickings. 800 951 Me and Big Rob will be in the house tomorrow. Should be a great one. And, of course, we'll wait to see what the almighty Federal Reserve Chief Janet Yellen has to say. Everyone take care. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Thank you.